Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. First, uh, maybe I'd like to um, really, really want to uh, acknowledge the practice that you uh, you're doing, that you've been doing all day, uh, yesterday and today. It's uh, I don't quite know how to, to, to. It's a strange practice, isn't it? It's a strange and beautiful practice and powerful practice, and sometimes very confusing practice. What, what is that about? Why did I come here? Why? Why would I do this to myself? <laughs> um, Yeah, so that that many people get together for that many days to actually uh, develop that much uh, honesty uh, about what's happening, that uh, and to uh, maybe go. Uh, I don't know that you'll feel that at this point, but uh, one way to describe this is to go from some kind of chaos to some kind of clarity. No. I think it's the title of a, a, a Dharma book, <laughs> but uh, uh, certainly been my experience uh, on retreat or at different times to see uh, before sitting, you know, for a few minutes or for a few days or several weeks, how the mind can be an experience of confusion, with many ideas and many perceptions and. And with the paying attention, how how it can settle, how clarity can come and calm can come and a balance of heart and mind can come, so that we yeah we can understand a little bit more what's uh, what's hap- happening, what makes us move, what makes us uh, do what we do or not do what we don't do, and. So tonight, I, I um, we'll see what how it ends up. It was hard for me to gather ideas because this afternoon I ended up. Pra- this felt better to be practicing than thinking about the talk. <laughs> so I was very interested by going upstairs and downstairs and <laughs> being embodied. It seemed like a better idea than concepted ideas. So we'll see what's going to arise here tonight. I certainly had the intention to talk a little bit about um, last night, this uh, ritual of uh, letting go and calling forth or inviting, a little bit about this. So maybe I'll go into that now. You know, so we do this ritual, it's kind of dramatic, you know, you come in the middle and there's the microphone and you drop something, you know, and finish with my resentment, finish with my self-loathing, finish with my, I don't know what, dryness or whatever else, you know. And we burn it, 
with the ice bucket. <laughs> you know, it's kind of very dramatic. And then you wake up the next morning, and why am I still resentful? <laughs> why isn't this first thing that comes to mind? It's like, that person did that to me. And, or why do I wake up again, like, not sure if I can complete that day, you know, like everybody else is probably able to do this practice but me. Or why do I wake up still with this arrogance, like, I'm the best and everybody else. I don't know what else is your pattern of uh, your favorite uh, dukkha pattern, your favorite miserable pattern. (laughs) But um, so I wanted to to look at this a little bit, the the process of uh, letting go. What what makes letting go happen? And... uh, Sometimes when I do this uh, ritual, like I did a few weeks ago in my sangha in Montreal, after we've done the the whole dramatic part, then I say to people, so my understanding of what we did uh, tonight, and it's my understanding of what we did last night, is actually, and that's touching to me just to think of it in this this way, is we actually voiced... uh, Exp- uh, we named the practice we're going to do in 2016. You know, we said, I'm actually going to bring a lot of care to this, to inviting this and to, uh, to uh, diminishing the power of this pattern in my life. Yeah. So that's how I understand it, is I took on a practice for the year because the chances of this thing coming back again are pretty high. (laughs) Yeah. And so one way that we can certainly talk about this practice and one way that I experience it is that um, for me, the way it happens, and you might recognize something in there, is I I learned through Buddhist practice where uh, my attention could go and how, what quality could have my attention. Again, I was saying the other day, it seems to me that there's always attention given to something. And I'm learning a little bit that maybe there's other things that would be worth paying attention to than the one that I'm used to. For example, for moi, uh, thinking and giving a lot of attention to the story of moi is absolutely fascinated, fascinating. I'm enamored with that story. The ugly part, the, 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 the possible parts, the that could happen, those that could have happened. I mean, I, I have no limits like I, there's no shame, there's no, there's, it's totally free in there. Like I can go in any direction, you know, like the fact that it's past and I cannot be that kid anymore, like it doesn't limit me because I could have been that kid or young adult or, you know, I could, you know, I could, I could be looking differently and having different qualities of mind. Like it, it doesn't matter, I could spend a lot of time <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> And I remember when I went to the first time I sat a retreat, the, what I heard was like, yeah, you could spend the whole half hour, 45 minutes 
thinking about this and you would probably it would probably be very rich and you would end up at the same place at the end but you could also just put your attention on your nose which was very surprising to me like oh you're suggesting that putting attention on my nose has more value or more potential to be liberating than actually getting staying stuck in my story how amazing and so in the practice we say hey yes you could be obsessed with the past or the future or planning and planning again whatever you do worrying you could but you could also just see if you can hear sounds or silence just see if you could feel the toes right now cold or warm or you could just discover that there is a body sitting here and there is whatever temperature or hands touching. Right there for me there's like a kind of a revolution. It's so, just as I'm saying it, I'm doing it, I don't know if you were doing it as I'm saying it, but to actually suddenly become aware that there are hands touching. For me, it's already the opening of the heart I can feel, because there's something about now. Something is happening while I could be in my ideas about the world. But during that time, there's something happening, and I can actually touch it, or be touched by it, or discover it. Breathing. Wow. I can go a whole day never knowing that this actually thing, very intimate thing, is actually happening. Can I allow that to be known? For me, just this is healing. And that's probably why today I was thinking, actually, I'm going to just be there being aware of breathing, because I could go in ideas about what to share. But being there while life is happening is such a precious thing. And if the life I find is easeful, then maybe I can rejoice about that. Oh, breathing fresh air is easy right now. Wow. Or if what I discover is that it's hard to be in this being right now. It's painful, it's contracted, it's, uh, I don't know what, confused or captured. Then I notice that. And to me, this is the door to compassion. Oh, hard to be Pascal right now. Oh, difficult to be this being. Heavy, achy, whatever. Oh, wow, I hadn't noticed that. I was too much in my, I don't know what, my coconut. (laughs) (laughs) And as I land here, you know, 
then I can know, oh, this person is sad. Look at that. Or this person is uh, tender or closed. Wow, look at that. Closed. Unavailable. Whatever it is, you know. So through the attention, is it, how is the voice? Is the volume right? Is that working, the volume? Right? Yeah. So through attention, I was going to say through attention to the body, but again, it makes it too much of a thing, firm, solid, unchanging thing. Through attention to, uh, uh, how would you say, the sensory experience, hearing. Or again, and so I'm naming my regular objects for me. What touches me is temperature. Like now, it's a little cold dish for me. I'm sensitive to the sensitive senses, sense, sensitivity to that. It's my connection with the world. Through temperature, it could be anything else. There's a discovery of this state of this being. So obsession might be revealed, or the captured mind obsessed, or compulsive, or I don't have the, there's so many words in English about mind states and little, like how ectic I could be, or jagged, or there's probably words like this, no? I, I don't know what they mean, but <laughs> I know they exist and they point to things, experiences. So I can discover the state of the mind, yeah? And bring interest to that. And this encounter, again, it's uh, an attention that is not what we're developing, and it probably takes years and years, so there's no quick fix. I still feel that I'm, oh, now I'm understanding what is this awareness or this mindful. I just, I think I'm getting to it. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I know a little bit what it is now. I've been practicing to close to 20 years, and I'm only becoming acquainted with what it means to be attentive in a non-judgmental way, in a non-trying-to-get-something way, and just discovering life because it's happening. And so by high-quality encounter with body, heart, mind, if you divide it like this or name it like this, emotional states, mind states, attitudes, uh, You'll have, you don't need all these words, you, you need just the experience, yeah? By quality soaking, that's, I call it soaking. So, in my mind, it's sensory awareness leads to things being revealed. The beingness, the quality, the, the texture of the beingness, being irritated, being balanced, being open, being closed, being heavy, being light, being drab, being I don't know what. The texture is revealed. So sensory awareness 
something is revealed, and then we're invited to soak in it with quality, quality so high quality soaking. You know, it means being uh, impressed, touched, feeling it, whatever this it is. It doesn't have to be anything specific, just something that is happening now. And insight, for me, is quality soaking, touching, high quality, or high makes it really the highest, but the the best version possible right now, you know, attention, care to what's happening. And again, it doesn't, it's not important what it is. If you're sitting here waiting for the teacher to arrive or to ring the bell, this is good enough. Oh, waiting, waiting, like being here waiting. Oh, that's a particular texture of experience, a particular mindset. Can that be known? Ah, yeah, there's a something, even muscles of the nose are working when I'm waiting. There's something. Come on. Come. Yeah. Just being aware of this. With quality touch, or even you could think of water coming in uh, like in a sponge. So, you know, this awareness, I was saying this the other day, it, it, it seems true to me that this awareness doesn't have any color or form, so it allows it to know ache, to know lightness, to know gratitude, to know uh, the texture of a, a mind that is comparing, competing. Yeah, It can reveal this. And without even having to think about this, that's my sense, that's why we call it insight, penetrative, intuitive, without even, even, even having to think about it, the, na- the wholesome or beneficial nature of a mind, sa- set, mind state will be revealed. Or the entangling, that's how I think about this a lot. Oh, this is helping, liberating, or this is entangling. This is being revealed by the close, intimate, or as intimate as possible, uh, continued, like uh, some kind of a commitment to stay and know. And then it reveals, ah, it's hard to have this opinion. You know, I might sit here like, I don't want them to do this. You know, have a strong opinion. Perfect. Good stuff. Sit there. Soak in opinion, strong opinion about something. Sit with it, feel it, feel it. So at some point it's like, oh God, it's too painful to have the, not the opinion, one can have a view. The Buddha, for example, is one to have been known to have a lot of views, (laughs) you know? But there was not like, you know, there was not this, so if there is this thing, then one, I remember once, sitting here and having an opinion about the teachers and how they were doing things. I mean, they were doing everything wrong (laughs) from my point of view at that point. And I was sitting there and I was so right. And (laughs) they were so wrong. And so 
I could feel maybe be by quality soaking. I could, because I could be caught in, you know. Caught in, there's nothing to do. I'm just going along, you know. But interested in, being able to acknowledge, oh, really, like, what is this experience? Oh, it's actually really pleasant somewhere that I'm right and they're wrong. You know, that feels really good. <laughs> so the good, the, the, the pleasantness of it. But also the pain of it, to actually soak in the pain of being right and the letting go, like last night I'm letting go of, the letting go is, in my understanding, is not something that is uh, out of will. It's not voluntary, like, okay, I'm going to let go, I decide to let go, I'm letting go. Letting go is the result of clear seeing. Clear seeing means once I have been touched deeply by the unhelpful nature of a behavior or attitude of mind state, but it needs really high quality encounter. If I encounter this pattern with hate, with not wanting it to be there, or with being caught in it, f going along with it, nourishing it, f feeding it, uh, being entranced by it, believing it. I'm trying to use the most word to actually point to how we can get caught in stuff. But if I'm able to not saying like, oh, I have to stop this, I always do this. No, hold on, this is happening. Let me really be there for self-judgment. Let me really hear, be there, hear this voice so that I can be actually shaken by it. And so the way we get to this often is not, ex it's not direct, is actually by building over time, like here, more and more calm, more and more steadiness, more and more connection to stepping, stepping, stepping. It seems irrelevant. You're like, why just stepping? Why just stepping? Because I'm actually building a mind that can stay, connect and stay and feel and keep feeling with balance, without boredom coming in, without opinions like, like this. And at some point, while I turn and I meet the somebody else, you know, as I turn, I see somebody else walking there, suddenly, because of my high quality attention, I'll see comparing mine really well. Like, God, they work slower than me. You know, that, that kind of like, not even the thought, but an impression that I'm failing and they're winning the walking contest. <laughs> <laughs> that slight impression that lasts just a second that I... I'm worth nothing because they walk so well, you know. <laughs> it's just as I turn, because I've given attention, attention as I was there, attention to body standing, turning, suddenly I'll see this flash through. <gasps> it will be revealed really clearly. Oh my God. I just saw how the mind collapsed or sinked under the impression of unworthiness. You know, it'll be revealed, highly, high-quality encounter. Am I, is that working out? Yeah. These things, these uh, letting go, that's why I say it's probably the practice of 2016, 
because it's not easy. These patterns have been trained, and now we have uh, neurology on our side, you know, saying, oh yeah, you know, there's neural pathways, it's physical, you know. So what I heard somebody say that to me, really helped me hear this, they said, we're trying, we're changing, we're re- we're l- we want to let go of habits of mind that are detrimental to us and others. It's like if you want to change a river bed, the river of a, the bed of a river, bed, river bed, yeah, the bed of a river, but you cannot use your hand. So you want to take the river that is here and have it flow here. But you won't be able to use your he- your hand, just your head, just your mind, because that's physical work to create new neural pathways, new riverbeds. But you won't do it physically. Okay, let's go. Let's take the rocks and dig. And no, you're just going to sit there and do change the riverbed. No, it's going to take some. You know, it's it's not going to be that easy. And so, from the get-go, it says, like, "Mm, we're going to need patience here and a lot of humility. You know, it's not going to go at our speed. It's just not. I don't think so. And so, humility is something that is being cultivated in the wake of uh, awareness, bringing careful awareness to life. We'll discover that humility is the path of less resistance or something like that yeah so humility is makes the mind a little bit more fluid pliable here two years ago i've heard something catherine said that's never it's been with me a lot really the way i heard it catherine you said transformation doesn't happen in a rigid mind okay I have to stop doing this. I always do this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this anymore. That's finished. I'm not gonna do this anymore. That's it. Enough. I've done it too much. You know, what are the chances of success here? <laughs> you know, and so transformation happens in a fluid mind. So that's what we're doing here. We're making this mind fluid. Okay, it's not happening as you want. Can can that be okay? That it feels like this to be in this body. Can it be okay that the mind is a little bit more agitated than we would want? Or a little bit more caught? And can, can we allow this to be like this? Our heart is a little heavy, despondent, or discouraged right now. Can, can that be allowed in? So we're making the mind more flexible, we're bringing humility, patience, acceptance, and and developing curiosity for things that we would not choose to be curious about. Oh, look at that despair. Despair is a particular experience. I'm not in overwhelm yet. In overwhelm, it would be really hard to do this. Then I would go take a walk, you know. But if there's a little despair that I feel that I can maybe meet and attend to, say, where is despair? Oh. It's pressing on the heart, or it's ripping the heart. Let me feel this, this ripping. Can I allow ripping to happen? Can I allow ja to be like, ah, this is not what I wanted, you know, I don't know what. Ah, okay, can I allow this 
ah, to be known. Yeah, so I turn towards, if it's possible, so that it can be known fully. To me, this is a fluid mind that says, oh, this is how it is. That's the shape that life took. Let me know how life is manifesting right now. Let me see if I can know this. And in there, suddenly things can start maybe moving because there's a revolution happening. We're going from not wanting this to actually wanting to know it, wanting to meet it. So there's already a trend, the conditions are changing in the mind, in the heart, however you want to call it. And so again, it might be useful to, to know that I like when I practice to rem- rem- remember this for myself. Oh, what am I tending towards here? in a very hectic way or messy way or, you know, but still, what am I uh, going towards? I'm going towards a mind that is both as calm to it, calm, calm, or uh, less reactivity to it, and that is energized by being curious, interested in life as it's happening. So these two, so energy, but also quietness to it. And how do we do this again here by saying like, let's sit here and hear sound and discover that there is a body. Let's uh, walk just from here to here and see if we can steady the mind in the walking, steady the heart in the walking, find balance, even if it's 45 minutes and we would like it to be seven minutes, you know, can I actually cross again? Although it's not what I would choose to do. Can I actually cross with balance? You know, extreme sport. Can I actually do 15 more steps in presence? All this to calm the system and to engage it in reality. So that when the shit hits the fan, there can be this available. It's going to be known because we're going to have developed it and we might have access to it. Oh. I remember I've been impressed. I was there while being quiet and interested. I've developed this. I've, I've felt it. It's known. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's been, I've been impressed by this. Do you see what I mean by that? By, because I was there while it was happening. Even if it's two seconds here, or three, and you say, oh, there's a few steps that I did suddenly, wow. Oh, I've been impressed by that way of living. I can invite it maybe again. So let's take a few examples here. Let's say somebody would say, I'm letting go of feeling separate from others. Whoa! Big one, big order. So, what are the chances of the next morning waking up and having transformed one perceptions? And uh, that's the slight, you know? But that, doing this is not uh, meaningless. It's actually saying, I'm actually want to bring great attention of that 
to that kind of suffering, I want to bring great attention to this. And so then to me, it's, oh, this is my practice for 2016. And I'm probably going to have many opportunities to practice. So what's going to be my kind of strategy is that when separateness arises as a feeling, as a perception, as an impression, then I'm going to be called to actually be really aware. Not go like, oh no, not again, I threw it in the bucket. You know, <laughs> why is it back? You know, I failed, you know, and all what could ensue. Now I'm going to say, oh, et voila, is my opportunity. Is feeling separate. Let's bring care to this. This is, it's actually alive, operative, is an amazing chance. It's there. Let me know it. Let me feel how it feels, how... I don't know what debilitating or alienating it is, or let me just feel the texture of it. Let me come closer to this if I can. If it's not, again, too high level, if it's just the right level that I can feel like, ah. And with it, let's bring along maybe compassion, because it's difficult to feel that. So let me bring so much, or as much friendliness or care Anybody would be feeling this, I would say like, oh, wow, that's not easy to feel. I don't know what loneliness, uh, anything you can put your thing in, you know, wanting to belong and not knowing if we're ever going to deserve to belong or be enough so that we, you know, anything. Oh, here it is. Let me actually feel it. I have a flash of memory that comes to mind of, um, I did a couple of times uh, work with uh, Byron Katie. She has the different things she does, but there was, there was this thing where we had to write on a little piece of paper, I never want to feel dot, dot, dot again. And there was this particular emotion, I was really clear, I didn't have to think about it. When I read the, the sheet, I was like, yeah, I never want to feel this again. You know. And... Um, uh, it was actually, how could I word it in English? I never want to feel that I'm disgusting again. That was the, my way to express it. It might not be the exact, uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty much that. A feeling that I'm disgusting, that I'm, yeah, disgusting is a good expression. So I write this on the paper and later you turn the paper around or something and then you have to write, I can't wait to feel. And then she's like, put the same thing again and my reaction was like no 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 way I don't want to feel this ever again I felt this a few times in my life and no you know and I was in a particular situation in my life where it actually was coming up uh, here and there um, and I remember it suddenly appeared to me like wow this is the field where my mindful I don't want to bring mindful I don't want to bring wisdom. I don't want to bring wise, uh, wow. And not that I would have to force myself, but just by the becoming aware of this, suddenly I was like, actually, I want to see if I can do that. Because I know it's probably going to happen again. I, I know that it hadn't happened for a long time, and now it's back for some particular reasons. Okay, let me see if I can 
So it was not my, I'm letting go of, it's like I'm engaging with. Okay, I'm going to engage with this instead of collapsing. Or, and I might collapse because it's powerful stuff. But I actually want to go there. If it's going to happen, I want to go there with all my allies, you know, care and honesty and investigation and uh, attention. And so for me, it was very empowering because the next time it showed up, as it was arising, I could see it like, oh my God, it's just going to land in my heart. Like just before being overwhelmed, maybe, or swept away, I remember I thought, oh, Pascal, here's the opportunity. Let's be there. <gasps> this is so painful, so painful. And then I was like, wow, I can be awake in the middle of this thing. Oh, this is so painful. This is so... This is so interesting. Oh my God, this is so interesting. And, you know, and then I could work my way into this. So, so then at some point it could actually come in and it was not a description of reality. It was a state that was coming. It was a, an permanent ephemeral arising, really three-dimensional, really grabbing all the systems, you know, digestive system involved, heart beating involved, all the different organ, or, 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 organs, organs were like invited in the, <laughs> in the field, you know, and I could suddenly be awake in the middle of it, like, whoa, this is so powerful, so debilitating, I could see like, <gasps> it lo I lose access to all creativity, you know, like the mind is shutting down, you know, and it's collapsing and I'm there in the middle of it and, oh, suddenly this breath was just a little larger. Oh, it's the passing of that state. Oh, now it's gone, you know. And so there was a learning how to go in that field uh, and then it started to lose its grip. So my letting go was not just that, you know, my letting go was, let me engage with that, humbly, courageously, with probably a number of failures, you know, but still, it's worth it. It's worth it because it comes and visits. And I want to not be captured by it. I want to be not, not be uh, under the spell, under the trance of it, but awake in it. Can I talk to you about one field that I'm interested in, one field of awareness? I think you might have noticed, by the way, when I say it, you say, oh yeah, I would have noticed that that's this little thing right now. So I'm interested in bringing my awareness. And so that's one of the... Um, So I'm really revealing myself here. So I'm, I'm going to word this a little, maybe for the first time in front of people. I'm 
close to the first time, maybe, or the first time. I'm not, I'm not sure. Let's see. It's unknown territory for me now. You know, when I was saying, I'm beginning to... I feel like I'm beginning to understand the power of this attention, this caring attention, this honest attention, this curious attention. Somehow I think I thought it was limited to psychophysical experience, like what's happening in this little individual. And now I'm just becoming uh, interested in actually applying it, that's a I'm trying this to see. I think I think I'm discovering that any system is worthy of careful attention. So this little system that we talk a lot about in this practice, but also the relational system, ah, me and this person, me and these people, and so in me and uh, us, like the planet, it feels like I'm like, wow, any situation, scale, system is worthy of being met with curiosity, is worthy of being met with as much balance as possible, with uh, as much compassion or care as possible, with as much uh, calm as possible. And so one particular thing that uh, I've been made aware of, and it's uh, thanks to uh, Ruth uh, King, one of uh, the teachers in this tradition, who made me aware, I was not aware of this, that dominant groups usually are not aware of themselves as a group. Minorities, targeted groups, are really aware of themselves as a group. So, as a gay person, I know that. I know that I'm aware of being a gay person. And I know that heterosexuals, usually I'm not so aware of being heterosexual most of the time, you know. They, they don't say us, heterosexual, you know. But they say, oh, you gay people, I like you. <laughs> you know, you're fun. <laughs> I live in a world where that, that I'm pretty uh, lucky. I live in a world where that's the kind of thing, uh, oh, I have another person, gay person, I, I love you guys. <laughs> and if I was to say, oh no, I know, I know heterosexual, I like you guys too. <laughs> Suddenly it would be like jarring, no? Because it doesn't appear like a group. You're like, what? We're individuals. You are a group, but we are individuals, you know? <laughs> and so, I'm just starting to be aware that as a as a white person, uh, I want to bring my awareness to how we behave as a group, you know? And uh, I think it's worthy of my attention to see how uh, can I actually uh, it, it, uh, not see myself just as an individual, but as a particular group who's taking a certain amount of space, you know, and creating a certain norm. and. It's worthy, I feel, of me bringing very careful, non-reactive attention, 
non-judgmental attention, but just seeing how, and the more I do this, the more things are being revealed. That's why yesterday I was saying to you, can I push it a little bit and ask us to be aware of the group we belong to? And so if one of us go, if one of us white male go, to be aware that this is one of us went, you know? Just to start to see, you know, how, uh, how as a group we can take over or, uh, you know, whatever we can discover about this. Yeah, so to relief, relief, release suffering. It's not just the suffering in this little system, it's the suffering at any level, at any scale that we are responsible for. You know, not guilty, not, uh, you know, this to me is the middle path. The middle path is not the extreme of denial or indulgence or carelessness, and it's not the, in the extreme that will be also unwise of blame and guilt and, and all this. It's the middle path of like, let's be careful about uh, the arising of difficulties, maybe in one psyche, in one heart, in one relationship, or in one, in, in how, you know, oppression, struggle, uh, abuse uh, happen at any level. So as we're paying attention here this week, this is what we're invited to become aware of, how there is inner abuse, how there is, you know, lack of consideration in this little system and in any other systems that we're part of. And with that, access to the joy of including every part of ourselves, others, part of the joy of considering, working with, uh, making space for. So let's that be that for tonight and see how it's going to help us along the way or what. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's take just a moment of silence here and see how these words are lending.
may our practice truly be for the benefit of all beings, for our own benefit and the benefit of uh, those around us, those we care and love, those we don't know and those to come. May all beings uh, be able to experience freedom and protection. May we all be free and offer freedom. you for allowing me to speak. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.